from Nashville, Tennessee, welcome to episode 22 of Spotlighting the Indie Author. Today's show will be an author chat with author J.B. Lyon. J.B. and Joseph Clay will be discussing The Seventh Spark, Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity, the visual edition. I'm Kelly Winkler, announcer and co-host for today's show. Let's get to the show so we can get the surprise J.B. has for us. Thank you, Kelly. Hi, everyone. Glad you have joined us for the day's podcast. The podcast that showcases the indie author with book reviews and interviews with a dab of writing wisdom tossed in. I'm Joseph Clay. Kelly will also be, well, for a better word, the instant replay producer as we recap our journey with J.B. Lyon. J.B. Lyon is the author of the Seventh Spark series. Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity, traditional edition, was released on September 1st, 2020. To celebrate the release of this gripping paranormal apocalyptic thriller with elements of horror, J.B. Lyon joined us on episode 11 of Spotlighting the Indie Author for an author chat with Joseph to discuss The Seventh Spark, Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity. (laughs) That was a fun show. J.B. and I discussed all the particulars of The Seventh Spark, Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity, along with learning about J.B. Lyon himself. Hey, didn't JB also participate in spotlighting the indie author's 10 off-the-wall questions? He did. Here's a short snippet of those questions and his answers. All right, describe your sense of humor in one word. Sarcastic. Very have a very uh, sarcastic wit. Ah, we have something in common right there. Toilet paper, over or under? Under. Would you rather be covered in bees or spiders? Bees, easy. On December 1st of 2020, the long-awaited visual edition of the Seventh Spark Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity, was released in paperback. That is correct. And on the same day, Spotlighting the Indie Author reviewed the Seventh Spark Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity, the traditional novel, that was episode 18. Spotlighting the Indie Author awarded the traditional novel, which comes in ebook only. Well, here's the clip. Spotlighting the Indie Author. Awards the Seventh Spark, Knights of the Trinity, Volume 1, 4.5 stars out of 5, and a round of applause. Great writing, J.B. Lyon. 4.5 stars also earns the Seventh Spark, Knights of the Trinity, Volume 1, a place on Thunder Horse Publishing's highly recommended reading list. Kelly, I'm liking these flashbacks. The link to both episodes, 11 and 18, will be in the show notes. These shows are worth listening to, and by doing so, you'll get the full scope of the 7th Spark series and learn all about J.B. Lyon. Kelly, before we get to the interview with J.B., let's cover his bio for those that may have missed it last year. J.B. Lyon, acclaimed author of the 7th Spark series, credits his family for helping to launch his career as a writer. An introvert as a kid, J.B. Lyon had a very active imagination, and spent most of his nights creating short stories, reading, choose-your-own-adventure books, or playing video games. Mr. Lyon was a stellar student in high school and college and always had a knack for creative and professional writing. Those traits would come in handy as he spent most of his adult years as a project manager, traveling the world implementing transit technology. During this time, he never stopped writing short stories. 
Over a 15-year span, he filled several notebooks with his tales. The primary theme of these stories culminated from a simple game he would play with his two sons to pass the time. The game centered around three different societies, each one trying to outmaneuver one another for control of the universe. A king of the hill concept, if you will. After years of nagging from his loving wife, who is an author herself, JB finally decided to do something with those hundreds of stories in his notebooks. He began writing the Seventh Spark series. JB lives in Richmond, Texas, and when not writing, Mr. Lion enjoys spending time boxing, Muay Thai, watching movies, and playing video games from the 1980s and 90s. What is The Seventh Spark about? There is no one better to explain it than the author J.B. Lyon. Here is an outtake from episode 11. Give it a listen as J.B. Lyon tells us about Seventh Spark series and volume one, Knights of the Trinity. So the Seventh Spark as a whole is about, um, you know, a classic style of, of good versus evil. Um, it's about uh, three beings from um, different worlds that uh, join together in a plot uh, to, bring to, to bring about uh, the rapture across all the realms of men. Uh, so the, it's a parallel universe. The difference is uh, there's 12 realms of men instead of one. Instead of having just Earth, there are diff 12 different planets that have the men on them, that reside on them. The first book is told from the, so um, one of the things that uh, about my books is it, the, it'll be a five book series and it'll be the same story, but it'll be told across five different perspectives. Um, the really thing that I wanted to hit home in my books is about how people's, you know, opinions and their, and their beliefs and all these things are, are so tied to perspective. You know, sometimes it's how you grew up or, or, or what you do or what your religious beliefs are or, and all those different things that kind of shape your own world, your own universe. And so really how I look at it is that you've got these series of events going on, but everybody's experiencing them from their own perspective. So the first book, Knights of the Trinity, is about 12 knights who are basically warrior angels and their whole job is to protect the realms of men from falling into darkness. That is that is what they do. Um, they are chosen uh, by Michael, who is the archangel, uh, to protect those realms of men. And they take great pride in that. Um, they're very prideful uh, people uh, or beings, if you will. They're not people. They're beings. And in a lot of ways... They they don't like man, which is it's kind of funny. You're protecting them, but they don't like them because man has this ability to choose whether to be good or bad, and they don't have a choice. They're either good, they are good, and and they fight for good, and they expect man to behave and be the same way. But the laws for man are different than angels, and so you get a lot of that conflict as you go through uh, through the story. The links to all of J.B. Lyon's social media accounts will be in the show notes, along with links to his website and YouTube channel. Now to J.B. and Joseph, as they discuss the visual novel, its conception, the artwork, and more. Take it away, Joseph. Thank you, Kelly. Now to the interview. It's my pleasure to once again introduce J.B. Lyon. J.B.? 
Welcome back to the show. Nice to chat with you again. Oh, it's great to be here. Great to be back. Good to, uh, to talk to you guys. Let's dive right into the questions. The first one is this. Please tell us why the Seventh Spark, Volume 1, Nice of the Trinity, is known as the Book on Acid. Uh, I came up with that whole concept of the book on acid just because it is, um, I believe, the most immersive reading experience that you're going to find on the market today. Um, when you get a chance to, it's one of those books that you have to see to truly understand. Uh, the visuals are different. The, the color schemes are different. Uh, it's trying, my, my whole objective is try to transport you into this whole different universe, which I call the seven spark universe into this fantasy, uh, um, environment. Uh, and you'll see it with uh, a lot of vibrant colors, uh, a lot of different types of visuals, uh, all types of visuals. Some of the images are blurred and different things to really get you into uh, the book and really immerse you into what's going on with the story. So I call it a book on acid because, you know, it feels like, you know, sometimes you're taking an, an acid trip, uh, like they used to say back in the seventies, because it is different. Uh, the colors are different. The concept is different. The scheme is different. And you're being transported into kind of another world of level, let's say. I lived through the seventies. So the acid trip thing makes a lot of sense to me, uh, especially the way you got some of them blurred and the vibrant colors in there. It really reminds you of something from that era. That was definitely the uh, the intent. Um, you know, uh, when putting this together, I looked at a lot of different magazines, a lot of different things. And uh, what I've noticed, you know, is that uh, to, to grab users at people's attention, you know, they try to use a lot of different colors and schemes. And I tried to, uh, to emulate that in the book. And you did an excellent job, excellent job. Maybe I need to clarify something. I did not say that I used acid in the 70s. I only said I lived through the 70s. So I want to get that out of the way before I start getting a lot of emails. Uh, no judgment here. Yeah. Okay. Who did the artwork for the visual version of the Seventh Spark, Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity? I know that you played a part in it, but I can't remember the, all the details. So could you please give us a recap? on the creation of the brilliant illustrations. So it was a combination between uh, myself and Mike. Well, I don't want to take any any credit away from him. So this guy named it's Mike Danovic is excellent artist. He did all the artwork for me. Um, but uh, when it came down to the coloring and the concept and where to put the, 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 the pictures and so forth, um, if you notice, uh, if you guys buy my book, and I'm hoping you will, uh, you'll see that I've named uh, myself as a creative director, not really as a writer. Even though I wrote the book, the reason I call myself a creative director is because um, coming up with the concept of placement and coloring and, and what goes here and there, I, I was the one who made you know 99% of those decisions and how it all comes together. So uh, Mike did all the original artwork. And then I would take it and I would color the images and, and, and do the different things and do the placement and so forth. So we worked together kind of hand in hand on that into making that all come together. But he's an excellent, fantastic art artist. Uh, if anybody you know wants to know more about that, you guys can hit me up uh, on my email, uh, which I'm sure will be posted. And uh, I can definitely get you his contact information uh, because he's definitely one of those guys that uh, does a lot of work and uh, is a fantastic artist. You did a good job with the layout of where all the pictures went because it did make it flow extremely well. 
When you were doing the coloring of the pictures, how did you do it? Did you use a program or color by hand, then transfer the finished artwork to the book by scan? I mean, how did this whole process work? So this is, uh, uh, you know, I don't think that uh, I could have created this book uh, in, in, if it wasn't the modern age. So uh, I, <laughs> I always tell people that thank God for Instagram and Facebook because <laughs> the, uh, the new age, right, there's so many different ways that you can take an image and, and change it. Right. You know, you see so many Instagram, you know, pics and, and people are using all kinds of filters and all kinds of art and all kinds of different things. And so I, I just grew from that concept. I have so many magazines in my house and I look, you know, at kind of how they're doing things and what they're using. And, and I used uh, a couple of different programs. Um, and if you guys have any questions on that, you guys can hit me up on the website and I'll, and I'll give you the specific programs that I use. Uh, and to alter um, uh, the original picture and change the coloring and, and the overall look of it. Uh, but it's uh, it's amazing the tools they have out there today that you can really take a picture and make it very unique. Yeah, I may need to hit you up after the podcast and find out what those are to see if maybe I can do some kind of filters or something that would make me look younger and maybe a little bit cuter how they were all put together <laughs> it's a lot of people making a lot of good money making people look better than they what they look yeah that's for sure what type of audience are you trying to reach with the visual version of the seventh spark volume one knights of the trinity you know uh the genre is a it's a paranormal fantasy thriller so i'm trying to reach those you know that want to you know explore uh, a different world and can be transported off into something different and unique uh, you know, both men and women alike. Um, you know, I think that I'm also trying to uh, hit a younger audience as well that uh, might, in a traditional novel sense, might get, you know, bogged down in, uh, in, in some of the detail and some of the words and, and not try to understand who's saying what. So I try to clear some of those roadblocks because, uh, you know, with the, with the younger reader, um, you know, this is a YouTube age. I think uh, if you're uh, maybe 30 years old, you know, uh, by now you were pretty much taught on YouTube. So it's different. It's a different age, different, different environment. Video and visuals are such a big thing. So uh, I wanted to make sure that I brought that together in my book to uh, to help those those readers to kind of immerse them into the experience. I noticed over on Amazon, the visual novel is listed under the categories of gothic fiction, fantasy and superhero comics and graphic novels. I like that category, and this book reminds me of a graphic novel. But the visual edition of the 7th Spark Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity, is much more than a graphic novel. Yes, know. yes. You know, when you think graphic novel, uh, a lot of people think comic book. Uh, I wanted to put it in that category because I think that comic book readers alike would really love it because it is... It is. It has all the graphics of a comic book, but the dialogue of a comic book, because a lot of comic books have great, great dialogue. Uh, but it reads like a novel. So you kind of get the best of both worlds Perfect, there. Right. One of the first things I noticed when I received the book, it was not your normal size paperback book, which is 6 by 9 or 5 by 8 The visual version of the 7th Spark, Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity, measures 8 and a quarter by 6, and is printed in landscape instead of portrait. What was the reason for printing it in landscape? I think the landscape brew gives it uh, more space and, and a better design look. So uh, originally, when I originally printed it, I actually had an 11 by 17, which was you know extremely huge. 
uh, you know, way too big, uh, you know, to kind of get to the experience. But the pictures and stuff, of course, came out great. I actually have one of those books printed out as a demo, which I'll probably keep, you know, as a keepsake kind of a thing. And then I was like, well, okay, how do we keep uh, the the image quality in, in the same kind of manner, but, uh, you know, bring it down to something that's more digestible? And uh, this is what we uh, we ended up coming up with with uh, with my publishing team is to, to figure that out. Uh, but I think that the the landscape style definitely does better than more of a, a portrait type of setting for this type of book. What were the reasons behind the visual novel concept? So uh, the major reason is, you know, I thought about when I was putting this together and I, you know, I had a concept, um, I think uh, in the original review, you know, I told you I had the concept came from me, uh, me uh, playing a game with my kids uh, when they were very young. And uh, I started just writing these stories related to the, to that game. And when I when I really sat down and finally said, okay, I'm gonna try to you know make a book out of these, I thought about what I wanted to read and what my kids would read. And uh, as a middle-aged male, men seem to read uh, to gain information if you want to learn something. But for entertainment, you know, you can see, look at all the different studies and so forth. Uh, that just kind of dropped off. And I think men uh, can tend to be more visual people. We're probably more visual than uh, than women are. Not to say that women don't like pictures and things, but uh, we seem to be more visible uh, individuals. So I, I thought about that in mind and I said, okay, well, let's come up with something that's a little bit different and would bring you into this kind of a, you know, this kind of a story. Because I think, you know, the story itself holds weight. But sometimes, you know, people get lost in the detail and get lost into a traditional book. So I wanted to kind of get them past that hurdle and get them into it so they could they could stick to it. Uh, another reason is I grew up when uh, Choose Your Own Adventure, RPG, those kind of things, RPG games, those kind of things were, were huge. And, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of create that kind of environment. I love the thing that you had a full story, but then you had, you know, you had choices to make and so forth. And my, 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 my book is not a choose your own adventure, but the, the, the concept is there. You have the pictures and you have the book and then you have the choices. And so it's kind of an all around interactive experience. Uh, uh, another thing has kind of uh, come full circle for me is that uh, other people are starting to think that as well. One of the things that... Um, I'm blessed to say that has happened is um, uh, Tales, which is a, an interactive uh, content company, which is uh, they do basically interactive books, choose your own adventure books, but everything's digital. So basically you have a book on your phone and uh, they have their own unique characters and styling. Well, they've um, they've reached out to me and uh, we green lighted a project to put that uh, to put my book on that platform as well. So it's kind of come full circle that I've got, you know, this whole interactive concept and uh, you know, other people are starting to get it and understand it. And uh, I'll be able to put that out on an interactive uh, website and, and phone as well. And that'll be coming out here uh, pretty soon. Uh, I've, I've started work on it. Uh, I've gotten to uh, finish episode one and I'm just starting to put that content together as well. JB, that is excellent news. And let us know when it hits that particular platform and we'll make sure to cover when it's released and where they can get it in our news segment. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about that because I think that's going to help the younger readers because I think the younger readers are doing all these web novels. You know, they not just they they love web novels. 
you know, they can get something on their phone and just click through it. And it's the cool thing is that the, the whole experience plays like a game. Right. So it's uh, it's it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, just kind of get my feet wet in it. But I'm really excited about it. When you and I had our first author chat in episode 11, which aired on September 1st, we talked about that you were a big gamer and played retro video games from the 70s and 80s. Does playing those games help you in getting the book on this type of platform? Oh, it helps a lot. Uh, you know, when I'm putting this together, it's a lot of coding. I mean, I'm glad that I took some coding classes back <laughs> yeah. back when in my college days. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it helps because, you know, you know what you're looking for. You know, playing the Final Fantasies, playing uh, the, the Link games and, uh, you know, Legend of Zelda games. You understand, you know, what the story arc and those kind of things need to look like when you need to put in, you know, some visuals or when you need to put in some action and make the right sounds and those kind of things. So it, I think uh, my love of video games really helped me to put all of that together and uh, make sure that, you know, there's a lot of action and a lot of uh, visuals and environment to really get the, the, the reader into uh, what's going on. I can just see some 13, 14-year-old kid now that hears this podcast and go tells their mom and dad, you need to stop getting on to me for playing video games all the time. I mean, there's a gentleman here, Mr. J.B. Lyon. I can be just like him and write books and get on all sorts of platforms. I just need to play my video games first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, video games aren't all bad. I know that they get a bad rap, but uh, they're not all bad. And uh you know, I think that it helps children, uh, you know, with with uh, with imagination. I mean, there's just so many creative uh, platforms out there, and uh, video games is definitely one of them. Sometimes they get a bad rap, but uh, I think it's okay to let your child play a few games. In the same interview, the original plan, and correct me if I'm wrong, was to release the Seventh Spark Volume 1 Knights of the Trinity traditional version with no bells and whistles, just a fabulous story in the ebook format only. Then the plan was to release the visual version and paper are back only. Same great story, but with stunning visuals added to it. But since then, an ebook format for the visual novel has come about also. Is that correct? That is correct, and there's a very interesting story around that. So, as I released uh, the book, which you know I released it on December 1 because you did the show, and that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that very much. Um, when I released it, uh, you know, and I released the paperback, you know, and people start buying it and, and, and so forth and liking it. And so, and they were like, well, you got to get the paperback version because, you know, the visuals and these kind of things. And, uh, what happened was I was having a, I was having a conversation with a lady on Instagram and she was from India and she was talking about, well, you know, I kind of, I kind of saw your stuff and, and I'd like to, you know, get your book and do a book review and those kind of things. And I, and I started talking to her and I was like, well, okay. But I really, you know, want you to get it and get the visual version. And she's like, well, I don't really deal with paperback because, you know, I have to wait, you know, two or three weeks to get the book. And I was like, huh, I never it never dawned on me, uh, which is really sad on my end. But I was thinking like, okay, yeah, that's very true. You know, the the U.S. audience, because I I do live in the, the United States, would be very easy to buy my book on paperback. But the others internationally, that's a bit of a challenge. And so I was like, you know, let me let me think about that. And, and, uh, and a couple of weeks later, uh, I think uh, on January, around January the 6th or 7th, I can't remember exactly what date, I went ahead and released it uh, through Kindle uh, Comic Creator and, uh, and released it as an ebook because I was like, hey, yeah, I mean, there's people that don't have the access to really get the paperback or don't want to wait that long uh, or have some shipping issues and so forth. 
So I wanted to give them that experience as well. Believe it or not, JB, I run a publishing company and I, I didn't even think of that. But you're absolutely right. If somebody in England wants to book, that's a three to six week, you know, mail time. Yeah. She was like, I don't want to wait that long. And yeah. I was like, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I was okay. like, yeah, you know, and then, and some people have, you know, especially in the younger generation, you know, they're not as into paper books. Now, some people love their paper books. I'm one of those people that, uh, you know, if I get a book, I have to, I have to feel it and touch it, but right. you know, others aren't why, you know, rob them of the same experience, uh, when I can just provide it. So I went ahead and, and, and did that. I was on Amazon earlier today gathering some notes for an interview that I'd done previously to yours. And I went over and checked it out. Pictures in the ebook are just as vibrant and just as clear and crisp. Your fade outs, your different colors and all that as they are in the paperback. But like you, I'm a paperback person. So that's the reason I recommend everybody buy the paperback. But you're not missing nothing by buying the ebook. I would suggest you get it on the ebook. Don't try to read it on your phone. Read it on a tablet or at least your computer screen, something that's a little bit bigger than the phone. Are you going to miss some great artwork? Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's uh, not the type of book, uh, uh, for, for against a standard phone, unless you've got one of those big, huge phones that they make now. Yeah. It won't even fit uh, in your back pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, here's what you've been waiting for. JB, tell everyone out there how they can get a taste of what a visual novel looks like for free. And if the book has a video trailer, where can it be found at along with giving them your Instagram info? Information, you can reach me at uh, www.jblion.com. Never experienced a visual novel. You can sign up there and uh, I'll send you a uh, chapter for free so you can check it out and look at it before you kind of try, before you buy kind of a situation. Some videos on YouTube that you can check out, uh, the video trailer so you can get an understanding of what it's all about. If anybody also wants to reach me on Instagram, they can at the.7spark. JB, thank you once again for spending some time with us and talking about the 7th Spark Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity. The visual edition, a.k.a. the book on acid. I uh, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate you guys having me out once again. And uh, I'm just uh, really excited to, uh, to to keep this thing going. I've got uh, four more books that are part of this series. So uh, hopefully uh, you guys will have me back and we'll just continue to talk about uh, the Seven Spark and the universe. That we will do. Once again, thank you, JB, for calling into the show today. There you go, listeners. Now make sure you head on over to JB's website and sign up for your free chapter of this great visual edition of the 7th Spark Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity. The show notes will not only have all the links to JB's social media accounts and website along with his YouTube channel, we will have the links to each format of the 7th Spark Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity. Kelly, go ahead and recite the book blurb of the 7th Spark Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity. Then we'll close the show. Book blurb of The Seventh Spark, Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity, as posted to Amazon. Three dark beings from other worlds unite in a nefarious plot to bring rapture upon the realms of men. In the darkness of the night, few things could be darker. Two beings are standing side by side, hooded and cloaked, watching the sky in the dark of night. Nothing to be seen around them except the gray sky hanging over them. The stars sparkled and delivered the minute illumination that was barely of use in the void that lay ahead. 
The grass was moist and the trees stood tall and confident while marking the passage for the duo or maybe confusing them. The thick branches spread wildly afront with wet leaves hanging and slapping the figures as they pierced them to make way for their march. The wind was dry and chilly yet howled violently in the thick blanket of gloom that covered the duo. However, both men had dark souls resting within them and that gloomy night was nothing short of a blessing as they relished their walk in the night that would have certainly striked as harrowing to every sane mind. One began pacing, moving from one side to the other. Can you stop? The unmoving companion requested. The meta-anthropoid is belated, his presence overdue. The other figure muttered. What? It is past the witching hour. I expected better from the inaugurator of this devious machination. Your constant jittering won't make him come any faster, One-Eye, the other said in a menacing tone. Thank you, Kelly. You know, I enjoy talking with JB. He is so dedicated to his craft and has a vision for his work, and it's paying off. Andy Authors, here's a writing tip for all of you. Did you notice during the author chat, JB was always mentioning his website? That's standard author protocol and should be done. As an author, you want all traffic to go to your website, not Facebook or some other social media account. And yes, it's okay to bring up your website, even though the links should be in the show notes of most podcasts. Joe, we know you loved the artwork and the great colors, but what impressed you the most and stood out in the visual novel? Good question, Kelly. There's a lot I loved about this concept. First, there are boxes with the characters' images in them, and they're located within the dialogue. That allows the reader to visually see who is speaking. That impressed me, but what blew me away? JB took the time to make each character's image different. That does sound cool. What else? We all have mentioned the colorful artwork. However, the Seventh Spark, Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity, Visual Edition, Throws in some black and white and sepia tone. Sepia may not be the correct color, but it is close. Illustrations that bring great contrast to the colored ones. What was one of your favorite pieces of artwork in the visual edition? There were two that stood out. On page 166, it's three hanging men side by side. This is one of those contrast illustrations I was speaking of. One is color, one is black and white or grayscale, and the other is sepia. The other can be found on page 224. The artwork at the start of chapter 10 reminds me of one of those black light posters from days gone by. Thank you, Joe. This whole visual novel concept intrigues me. All the versions tell the same story, right? Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up, as some may be confused, so this gives us a chance to clarify that. The storyline is the same in both the traditional and visual edition. The only difference is the story is told visually, naturally, in the visual edition. The best way to explain the visual novel is like J.B. said, it's a book on acid. I can attest that this is a unique reading experience and it is fun to read. I know you have all three editions. Which one would you suggest to the listeners? The book buyer would not be disappointed with either visual edition. Reading the visual on the computer is great. But the paperback is my hands-down pick. The paperback version gives the reader the full scope of the novel and the visuals. I see. Now to the different editions and formats of the 7th Spark Volume 1, Knights of the Trinity. 
I'll start with the traditional novel. The traditional edition is only available in ebook format only. The ebook sells on Amazon for $8.99. The visual edition comes in an ebook format, $19.99, and paperback format, $29.99, also on Amazon. The prices I mentioned were current as of air date, and as always, if you have a Prime membership or Kindle Unlimited, those prices may vary. The neat thing JB has done is he's placed what edition, visual or traditional, in the title. So make sure you check the title to make sure you're getting the edition you want. You'll know the paperback as it has a different cover than the ebooks. You know, I wonder why the paperback cover showing on Amazon is different from my version. Maybe you have a different printing than Amazon is showing. That could be the case. Kelly, thank you for your help today. As always, you did a great job. Please tell us what the next show is about and when it will air. I'm out of here. Got to go home and relocate my toothbrush. Why, you ask? Dentists have recommended storing a toothbrush at least six feet away from the toilet to avoid contact with the airborne particles resulting from the flush. <laughs> okay. Our next show, airing on February 14th, will be a book review of Breathtaking, and Joe will have an author chat with Courtney Turcott Bond, who penned this heart-wrenching coming-of-age story that fans of John Green and Nicholas Sparks will love. I personally have also read this book, and it is phenomenal. It is so well-written, it has humor, it has feel-good stories, and I think a lot of people could actually relate to it in some way or another. That's all for today's episode. Have a great day, everyone. The opinions expressed and or beliefs shared by any guest are not necessarily the opinions and beliefs of the hosts and or josepheclay.com and its affiliates, which includes spotlighting the indie author. Music used in today's podcast. Intro, outro music. Country intro for podcast by Alex Man, courtesy of Audio Jungle. Background music. Never Stop Dreaming by Crescent Music, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated. The show notes will contain the following. Links to the books reviewed on today's show, along with the author's or guest's website, and social media accounts, if applicable. Contact information for Spotlighting the Indie Author. The link to Spotlighting the Indie Author's podcast webpage. Links to the bias of today's hosts. The bio contains the host's emails for fan mail. Links to Spotlighting the Indie Author's blog. The blog will include the sound effect credits, the technical data on the recording of today's show, and more. I'm Kay Douglas. And along with the crew of Spotlighting the Indie Author, we thank you for tuning in. This was episode number 22, a 2021 production of Spotlighting the Indie Author, a josepheclay.com podcast. <laughs>